the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elliman's CEO, Dottie Herman. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. I'm Dottie Herman, and you're listening to, you should know by now, the only talk radio show that's all about real estate and many things that have to do with real estate. We cover anything that has to do with real estate, whether it's law, the legal parts of real estate, the inspections, the insurance issues, credit problems, bad neighbor problems, bad building problems, good building problems. Um, so it's very comprehensive, and remember something, when you have a question, so do many other people. So you're helping a lot of people find out information that will really make their real estate experience very successful. If you've got a question or you're in a dilemma about real estate, please give us a call. We're at 866-970-9622, and we've got a great panel for you today. Ace Wanasuparp is with us, and Ace is the Vice President of Residential Lending at Citizens Bank, which works with Douglas Elliman as a preferred lender. We'd like to take a moment to thank Citizens Bank for their support. Citizens is one of the nation's oldest and largest financial institutions, and we thank them for their support. They make banking easy by providing mobile and online banking, a 24-7 customer contact center, which you could call. Any way you can call, you can email them anytime you want, um, 3,200 ATMs, and you can easily find more information at citizensbank.com. That's citizensbank.com, or give them a call if that's easier at 800-922-9999. That's 800-922-9999. That's right, Dottie. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? It's a beautiful day out there. Oh, my goodness. It is magnificent. <laughs> yeah. I hear the weekend's going to be great. Um, you And you know I'm speaking with noted real estate attorney, Andrew Lieb, who is obviously with us today. And Andrew is one of the premier lecturers on real estate legal issues in New York State. Um, the focus of his law firm is real estate litigation. So if you have any problems and you could use his advice, just give us a call at 866-970-9622. That's 866-970-962. Um, you really, really uh, are all, we're all very lucky to have Andrew because when I tell you he's an expert uh, and you should always use a real estate attorney when you're dealing with real estate issues. So thank you, Andrew, once again. Good morning, Dottie. Thank you. 
Um, and thanks for all that you do in keeping Douglas Elliman to make sure they were up on everything. You know what's great? Uh, obviously, Dottie, we don't practice law, but Andrew keeps us, so we know the law, and we know uh, when to have a, a client back off or speak to their attorney or some issues that they might people might fall into. And uh, obviously, like I said, when you're going to divorce, you use a divorce attorney when you're going through a civil case, you use a civil, but when you're really talking real estate, Andrew's the expert. Wonderful. Thank you, Dottie. I just want to tell you that at Douglas Elliman, we've been working for the last two weeks on these new rental laws, and your company is ahead of the curve of getting everyone ready, all the landlords, to comply with these new rental laws. They're doing awesome over there. Yeah. Now, you know what? When you talk about that, I'd like to talk about that in a second because I, I went to something, and I, I, you know, a get-together, a little cocktail thing, and I saw um, some people that I know, and I said to one man, I said, how's everything going? And he goes, I just lost millions of dollars. And I said, how? And he said, oh, the new rent control laws. And then I read something to the contrary. So I think that things have to shake out, but you could kind of give us an update on that uh, because – that's very important. And I think in New York, I don't have the exact numbers, but in New York City, I think there's more rentals than sales. I mean, there's a ton of rentals, a ton of people rent in New York City. So um, it's real important to know. And, of course, if you're an investor or you own real estate, then it's certainly good to know. Um, remember, you can follow me online on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And um, you can go to Ion Real Estate at your leisure. 866-970-9622. I always tell you what happened on this day. And on this day, a milestone happened in real estate. Buckingham Palace was occupied for the first time. In this day, in 1837, Queen was the first monarch to move into Buckingham Palace. And we all always tune into what's going on there. Kind of, there's some sense that all Americans like about the royalty and the and the family and the royal family, and we keep track of all that goes on. But another big famous one was, whether you like baseball or not, I'm sure you've heard his name, on this day, Babe Ruth, in 1934, hit his 700th career home run. And he was, I mean, he's one of those names that you, he's a legend. And again, if you were born today, you're characterized by overwhelming optimism paired with intuitive empathy, and you share your birthday with Harrison Ford, who is a big movie actor, and rather nice-looking, I would say. Later on, we're going to be talking about the final walkthrough, and Andrew, maybe you can give us some um, perceptive with some things that you think about that. And the final walkthrough is not about a funeral. It's the last time the buyer has to walk through the house before the contracts are signed, and it's a very important next-to-last step in buying and selling a home. We'll talk about the final walkthrough and how to handle it as the buyer and as the seller. And did you know that multifamily homes are not the number one type of investment? Well, the investment side of real estate is not that, and I'm going to keep you just waiting to find out what it really is. We'll uh, give you that information, but use your thinking caps, and if you have any thoughts, let us know. Um, we're going to be talking with Andrew, and 
Here, Andrew, I just got, I see an article that was in Brick Underground, and it says, good news, the new rent laws just made it easier to challenge your rent stabilization status. And it says something to the effect that if you're a market rate tenant who suspect that your apartment may have been illegally deregulated due to the new rent laws, you can investigate and maybe get your apartments restabilized. And it says uh, the new legislation is good for, for renters who were given market non-stabilized leases but suspect their apartments are actually stabilized. I'm not, you know, I don't know if the average person knows what that means because it's pretty hard to find a rent-stabilized apartment today. Uh, but what do you think about that, Andrew? I think your, your, our listeners here need to know what's called the um, tenant protection unit. That's what they need to Google because there's help out there. You got to go and you got to Google the tenant protection unit. And these people are there to try and help out and help people that are getting protected by rent stabilized. So the biggest issue, Dottie, is that people all want to do it themselves. All you need is a Google and you type in the tenant protection unit and you give them a call and they'll help you out. And it could save you thousands of dollars. Fortune. And I think sometimes we all get caught up in our lives and the days and everything that's going on, and we don't stop to do certain things that really will help us down the road and ongoing really build our financial resume. And you know something, you know, when I was much younger, and I, I went to school for, you know, I, I, after I went to school, I got out, and then I decided, well, you know, I don't know about being a teacher. I don't know how much money it makes. So I went and got certified as a financial planner, and in the classes, it was all like attorneys and estate planning attorneys who plan people's estates, and I guess accountants that, or, that, that deal with tax issues when somebody's passing or wants to pass a real estate. And I said, what about the average person? Uh, who's you know who's going to help them? And of course, everybody in the class, including the professors, and it was like maybe 15, 14 courses then, uh, said, well, you deal with those people, but we're going to only deal with rich. And I said, because obviously they have more money. And I said, well, it doesn't matter how much you make. If you make a million dollars and you spend a million dollars, you're no better off than the guy who makes $100,000 and spends $100,000, except you might have more things than some toys. So it's really how much you keep. Um, and I think that there's a lot of little things that you can do, even figuring out what the best mortgage is and how to get the best rate and how to get the best rate on your credit cards. There are little things that if you take the time and sometimes – you know, it's a pain in the neck. But now with the Internet and Google, I mean, you could really find anything. So it's something to keep in mind because I don't know that enough people really pay attention to that stuff. Um, I also want to tell you this. There are some big projects for those of us who are in New York City. Uh, the top biggest real estate projects. And there's, um, you know, so we have a nice construction going on, 270 Park Avenue, and that's one of the largest projects coming to New York City. And it's a 57-story tower, and it will be, uh, it's by Related and Elliot Spitzer, if you remember that name. Uh, there's 270 Park, and that's J.C. Morgan Chase's massive new Midtown East headquarters. 
And I'm not going to go through them all, but there's 451 10th Avenue, which is a plan for the new Hudson Yards. We've talked about Hudson Yards. We've had uh, people from Related talk about it. It's a what, what I, I think it's a groundbreaking project. Have you been there, Andrew? I haven't, but I stalk it online. It's it's so cool that sculpture they have there, Dottie. Everyone's yeah. climbing up on that <laughs> thing. It's it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's really kind of a land. I mean, it's a combination of actually, you know, stores and retail. You know, that's kind of New York City. I think for the suburbs, everyone has malls, and I wouldn't call it a mall. I think that's an unattractive word. Uh, but it's indoors, so you don't have to get wet. And it's, I think, five floors, if I'm not mistaken. It has tons of restaurants and little things you can have a cocktail with. And then there's some great art stores. And there's, as Andrew said, beautiful sculptures. And just seeing it is, and you know, just, I can't even explain it. It's breathtaking. The, the architect is beautiful. Architecture is beautiful. It's really uh Thing. And when they did Time Warner, I don't know how long ago that was exactly. I'm trying to think, maybe 15 years ago, when Related did a whole project in Time Warner, when, and that really transformed that whole area. So I'm looking to see what happens with Hudson Yards. I think the rents are going to go off the wall. It's going to um, boom. It's boom. Yeah. This vessel yeah. is amazing, Dottie. Yeah. This vessel is just so cool that they made there. Yeah, and I think the vessel you can walk up or things, you know, and then they have regular, you know, apartments. I mean, it's multifaceted. It really uh, combines everything in so much. And I also think it'll be like an attraction that tourists really go to to see because it's really, I can't, I don't know how words can describe it. If you have not, if you have a free day and you want to go there, it's worth taking a ride just to, or a train or something just to see it. It truly is spectacular. Dottie, uh, and, it, and if you're into fitness, they actually have an Equinox there that for the first time ever, they have a rooftop pool. So after you work out, you can actually go and, you know, sip on a cocktail and just hang out by the pool. It's amazing. Right. But, of course, if you <laughs> that's a, for the slim and trim. <laughs> slim and trim. Dottie, I like <laughs> the, the way Ace said, trim. if you're into okay. fitness, go have a cocktail. How are you, Ace? Ace, you speak my you language. I you last week. Excuse me? I missed you last oh, week. Oh, I you missed were... you guys. I was in Barcelona. So it was oh, my... how was that? Oh, it was my first time there in the architecture. Talking about real estate, I mean, uh, they have this really talented um, architect named Antoni Gaudi that just a lot of his architecture is all around the city of Barcelona, and it's amazing. I mean, the parks, the the buildings, you know, Familia. I mean, it, it was... It was something that you just have to go and visit, guys. So if you haven't been, you need to really go. I highly recommend it. Wow. Wow. What was the, what was the best thing you ate there, Ace? Ace oh, the what was the best thing that you ate? The tapas. <laughs> the tapas. You know, the, uh, the Spanish tapas. You can pick all sorts of little dishes. And, you, and, and they have um, siesta there. So I don't know if I you know, that. but they have a two-hour to three-hour break during the day. I was I was saying uh, to my friends, should we, have that we should adopt it here. Exactly. What do you think? What do you think, Andrew? Should we have like a <laughs> a little dog hour? I have a petition already. I'm writing it on my computer as we're talking to circulate it. it. We need you. this. I'll be the second person to sign it. <laughs> it's gonna be and, great. And let me tell you something. When you're in, at least in Italy, if they that I've been there when they just shut the place, if you could, they could have a million dollars and they wouldn't uh, take it. They would yeah. just go and do their two or three hours of relaxation and 
having a little cocktail. And truthfully, they look a little less stressed than us. So yeah, it's they, not sh- bad they shut idea. down all the stores, Dottie. It's amazing. And everybody takes a nap or they just go and rest and they come back. And it's, uh, it's, it's quite a lifestyle. It is. They, now, they what happened, you guys, though, right? and Andrew? I read this and uh, it said that there are, there, there are so many signs that say private property, no trespassing, and dead end. And um, there was a, there are signs, a lot of signs that are on fences separating two 147th Street properties. And then there is a gruesome, now this is only here, but this is a gruesome-looking monster figure featuring blood-spattered T-shirt topped by a Halloween mask uh, with stringy gray hair and bulging eyes. And somebody said, like, you know, get that sign off. Why would you put it? I don't want it off. And... Uh, they're fighting over the right to leave signs up, and who's in charge of that? What a terrific, terrific thought. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what's interesting. First of all, when you deal with signs, the government's in charge. You have local zoning laws. But as we all know, when you complain, they don't listen. So the question is, what can you do if the government doesn't do anything when you complain? It's an interesting question. They're very regulating about signs unless you know them. Yeah, you see, in the article, they say, um, we just want peace. It's not just us. We've fought for decades with this woman next door who puts them up. Yeah. Um, and I guess they've fought decades, you know, and had to no avail. And the other person that puts them up says, why won't you come over and talk to your neighbor like a human being? And I know that you've heard us all say on the show that when you have a dispute with a neighbor, before you go running and calling authorities or calling attorneys, the first thing you should do is try to have a nice conversation with this, uh, with your neighbor. And sometimes that will work and sometimes it won't. But what happens? I mean, I guess they have had no luck with the, anyone because they said they've been fighting it for decades. So, first of all, I couldn't agree with you more. I call that the Bake by Melissa intervention. You go get some cupcakes at that Bake by Melissa and you bring Good them over idea. to your neighbor. Yes. Food can get you everywhere. Bribery is the key when That's you have right. some cupcakes in your hand. <laughs> but um, beyond that, Dottie, the big issue, I think, is in New York, it's very hard to be able to win a nuisance. That's what the type of action is. It's called a nuisance cause of action. When it's about views, nuisance is a really challenging thing to win when you're saying you can't see something. So the question is, can you bring a private action to enforce a municipal ordinance about a sign? And it's a hard, hard, hard case. So I go back with you. Why don't you go bring some baked by Melissa, tell them how good looking they are, and maybe you can make a compromise. Well, at least it's a try because this uh, this person said that, uh, Feldman, who alleges that he called 311, I assume that's the number to call, to make a yeah. complaint. And every time that he called, he said the other party added more signs. And he even yep. went to the cops and talked to officers who deal with the community, and I guess this is an ongoing thing. So what is your advice when you get nowhere? So I would say the easiest thing, and you're not going to like this one, is that it's easier to move. And I'll tell you what I'm talking about. I have a a kindergarten kid. Uh, He's going to first grade. And, Dottie, I'm sitting outside. This is a true story. Two days ago, waiting to go on the bus with my kid at 8 in the morning. And it's my mom's birthday. So I say, Spencer, that's my son's name. I say, can you sing and dance to Grandma and say happy birthday? And he does it. 
and my neighbor in my townhouse comes outside and goes, good morning, shh, please be quiet. And I said to my wife, I walked inside, I said, we're moving. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Crazy. Yeah, I know we're going to have a break, um, but I I just like talking about, because we talk about neighbors, and you know, you never know who you're going to get, and we'll hold that thought about what happened to Andrew's son when he just sang a happy song to his grandma for birthdays and somebody complained uh, right at this break. We'll be right back. I'm Michael Conti. And I'm Michael Honig from Honig Conti Perino Insurance. Our families have been in business since 1902. We want to let you know about some common misconceptions most people have about insurance. Number one, I don't need it. That'll never happen to me. Well, nine out of ten claims are water damage claims. And whether you're a business owner or a homeowner, it's not the thousands of dollars it costs to make the repairs that will shock you, but the tens of thousands of dollars it costs for a temporary office or housing. Bet you didn't know that. Number two, insurance is like a drive through and I can purchase it like a side of fries. The process shouldn't be difficult, but it does require real people that can guide you. Whether providing insurance for your apartment, co-op, condo, house, or your business, Michael Honig and Michael Conti are names you can trust. So call the Michaels today at 212-777-7113. That's 212-777-7113. Or visit them online at honigconti.com. H-O-N-I-G-C-O-N-T-E.com. Honig Conti Perino. Not just here to provide insurance, but insurance guidance. Hi, this is Jerry Crowley, Vice President and General Manager at Salem, New York. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're a listener to either AM 970 The Answer or AM 570 The Mission, WMCA. If you love one of these stations, and you should, and you have experience in sales, we'd love to talk to you. You already understand our mission and what we do, so now maybe you'd like to join the team and help us in this mission. If you have sales experience and understand digital marketing, we just might have a job for you. Give us a call at 212-857-9638. Ask for Courtney or leave a message with your information. Again, that's 212-857-9638. 212-857-9638. This could be a life-changing opportunity for you. You'll never know if you don't call. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented MyPillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. Get a two-pack of MyPillow's premiums for $69.98. That's only $34.99 per pillow, which is the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. This offer is only available at MyPillow.com or call 800-651-0798. Use promo code AM970. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow. Hello.com.
you're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 2424 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 2424. The trucking industry finally has a voice in New York City. Get the real deal on transportation and logistics. Tune in for New York Truck Stop Radio with Arthur and Zach Miller this Saturday afternoon at 1 on AM 970, The Answer. Hi, I'm Steve Adubato. Every Sunday, Steve Adubato's Leadership Hour brings you valuable tips on how to become a better leader. I'll also interview leaders in government, business, and other arenas. So catch me, Steve Adubato, Sundays at 2 p.m. for the Leadership Hour, right here on AM 970. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. Hi, we're back with I Am Real Estate with Ace Wansufar, our financial whiz, and Andrew Lieb, our, our legal eagle, okay? And uh, myself, who uh, pretty much kind of knows a lot about real estate, and what I don't know, I know where to go to get the expertise answers. Um, we're just talking about some interesting things that happen and um, little disputes and how to deal with them. Especially, I mean, you can have disputes when you're in a single-family home um, with your next-door neighbors. Uh, but it's even more likely when you're in an apartment and you never know who your neighbor is. And I think Andrew was just telling us a story about his son who was singing happy birthday to his grandmother. And somebody was upset and said, shh which is kind of really... So what did you do? You just ignored it. I mean, I probably would have just kind of... I don't know. I was in shock, Dottie. I was in shock. This happened three days ago or two days ago. I just... I couldn't believe it. It wasn't six in the morning. It was eight in the morning. And um, I go inside to my wife and I go, we can't stay here. We have to move. Did you really going to move because of the next-door neighbor? I may. I may. I'm going to tell you why. Because I have two boys and they're both young. And if this is starting now, we're not going to have good energy in my house. And I really, really need good energy. So Dottie was asking a question that made me introduce this entire topic. She said there's the sign dispute and there's an obstruction of view. And she was asking what they can do legally. And my, my mother always, it's, it's interesting, I told you a story about my mother. My mother always taught me just because you can doesn't mean you should. And even if you could bring a lawsuit, it's a hard lawsuit. And really, do you want to start World War III with your neighbor? you still got to live near these people. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but, you know, I guess maybe you should follow. I mean, it depends how much you love where you live. But I think maybe you might have your wife <laughs> talk to this woman neighbor and say, you know, listen, we have two sons and, you know, they're kids. And... Uh, see how she takes it but at the same token uh i think that it's really important but i don't know how you can protect yourself against a a neighbor that maybe not bad but maybe has a different tolerance for certain things Um, when you're living in multi-families and there's a lot of people in the building the best you can probably do is knock on some of your if you're probably looking to 
buy or rent an apartment, knock on some people's doors that are right around the apartment and just ask them what it's like living here. And usually, people are pretty quick to tell you stuff. Mm -hmm. I even recommend that when you're getting an apartment in the city, if you don't know the building, just go into the lobby or watch when people call out and say, you know, I'm thinking of moving here. What do you think? And uh, usually people are pretty honest uh, about things. And maybe if there was a bad neighbor, they'd say, well, everyone here is great, but there's one neighbor. I mean, there's, but there's not really much you can do, is there, Andrew? No. So the question again is, is it worth doing it? Because right, let's assume you won. So I have, I have this case that um, we had a trespass situation and we got a restraining order to stop this trespass onto the other property. They were going on this easement. It's kind of not so relevant. But we went back to the judge and we said, they're violating the trespass. You're, they're, they're trespassing again, they're TRO. And the judge said, what do you think I'm gonna do? Station an officer there that just sits at your property and enforces my rule? If they do something wrong, you can sue them for money. That's it. Andrew, could you, for instance, plant uh, poison ivy? On the trespass. I wasn't just going to plant it, Stephen. I was going <laughs> to throw it through their window and hope that it. I, I like that it, one. Steve. Stephen is very smart. Me? Wasn't me. I have no idea. It went through the air. I love it. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> Andrew, I have a, I have a, a question. But before you ask that question, and it's a big question, and Andrew, you've okay. got to give us an answer. I just want to mentioned uh, just a thing that I thought was really interesting and shows you that times are changing. And I always say, hey, whether you're in business, you're not in business, you got to keep up with the times. And you know space is expensive. Uh, living is expensive. Rents in the big cities, which a lot of young people want to be in or be close to in, uh, are expensive. So I just thought this was a kind of interesting. And uh, obviously a millennial started it. Uh, and I want to see what you think about it, Ace and Andrew and all of our audience. And they started a hostile for young people, which is bunk beds and access to a Wi-Fi, a communal atmosphere that allows you to socialize and, hey, even toiletries are included in the course. Now, obviously, in a hostile, you know, you're up, not, there's no privacy, so uh, you better hope that you have good people living there. But this isn't a quick stay. It's for a living. And so what it is, it's a California-based chain of communal pod share homes. And it's for millennial residents. I guess if you're not a millennial and you kind of want to go there, I mean, they can't tell you no, it's not legal. Who, but the, the residents lease bunk beds. <laughs> Privacy is neighbors. not. Okay, so listen. So privacy is not included. Now, this is, uh, this is a chain, okay? It is $1,200 per month hmm. to lease the bunk bed. It has five locations in Los Angeles, one in San Francisco. This was founded, it's not even new, in 2012, and it aims to provide affordable housing in those high-cost cities. They're thinking of coming to New York. The company is called This Setup Co-Living, and refers to the beds as pods. It's flexible with perks. You get <laughs> you get noodles and you get toilet paper. It's included in the rent, just so you know. You're never going to run out of toilet paper. Fancy. Okay. I, I like that. Okay. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're a genius. And uh, but you but, but Andrew, you could surely hear and see everything around them. So this woman, uh, I guess. Uh, 
Elvina Beck, she founded the company, and she found a solution for people. As she said, it's mostly young people, which I would assume only because I think that they're pretty much more flexible. And she's going to take it nationwide with memberships for residents who constantly travel so they can shack up in any city they live and get a bump. What do you guys think? Wait, uh, one second. Dottie, the lights, here's the rule. that you, The lights go out at 10 o'clock each night. Well, that's they turn the early. lights out on you. That's, oh, I guess they want to save on electricity. I mean, that's not, you know, because they're paying for that. What do you think? You know, it's funny, guys. Um, just as you're actually telling this story, Dottie, I was approached by a pretty um, successful business person in San Francisco in Silicon Valley. And he's actually bringing that concept to Manhattan, and um, he wanted to actually ask me to invest in the company. And I started looking into the, uh, I guess, the business, the industry, right. and it's definitely a trend, this co-living space where what he's doing is he's actually creating a mastermind for entrepreneurs where they have classes, they have educational pieces, but it's all bunk beds, and it's for millennials that just want to be around each other and create a community. And um, it's becoming a huge trend. They're raising tons of money for this, Dottie, so... So it's, uh, it looks it's like it's going to be well, – this has been since 2012. It looks like it's a growing trend. And it I is. know we talked on the radio, I'm sure Ace was maybe last year, and that the hotels that were opening in Long Island City, that basically you get a no-frills room with just a bed. I don't know if there's any uh, place to put your stuff. and But it, but it has communal space. Yes. You know, it has great place, you know, to have cocktails and, you know, space that you can just congregate together. And very, very slim on, on, on sleeping space, on sleeping. but then people just need a bed. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what I want one. I don't, not, not now. I don't know, maybe when I was 20. But what do you do then if there's a problem, Andrew? So I'm just like sitting here in shock of thinking that my neighbor is going to be sleeping on the bunk box and to me now. Andrew snores at night, so. <laughs> yeah, you better have earplugs fledging like it would be so Dottie I actually spoke to a prospective client about this in bringing it to New York and I'm going to tell you exactly what I said to them and Ace this is important for you to hear too because the regulations they yeah. about investing yeah good luck with zoning yes that's that's oh. what they've been uh running into which is the zoning issues between commercial and residential as well Angie you want to just elaborate on that a little bit yeah, in um, New York City, there's something called the multiple dwelling law, and we have a Class A and Class B buildings, and there's rules about what you can do in both of them. And more importantly, Dottie, the size, the minimum size these things have to be for a living. Yeah. So everyone knows Airbnb, right? Airbnb yes. was the big rage that changed everything until New York City said, um, if you advertise one, we're going to give you a ticket. And so what I'm thinking that's going to happen is they either have to ask for permission or they have to ask for forgiveness. And I would only invest, Ace, if they first got the permission. Correct. In other words, it might be too early. That's that's something that um, we're actually working on now, um, Andrew. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, just, it's great that you brought it up. We just want to a few minutes just then before we ask you the big question. Uh, news of the week. New York condo conversion nears the end. A casualty of rent reform. 866-970-9622. We're going to wait. We're going to come back with that cliffhanger. That's big news. We'll be right back when you're listening to Iron Real Estate.
It's not spoken of in polite company, but it's America's fastest growing crime, human trafficking, children being sold as sex slaves. This weekend on Champions of Justice, we blow the lid off this despicable act by talking to two LAPD officers who work in the Human Trafficking Task Force in California. Tom Girardi and Amanda McClintock ask the tough questions. Tune in, Champions of Justice, Sunday mornings at 10, here on AM 970, The Answer. In an era where it's tough to know which news outlet to trust, at a time where it's difficult to find facts, not just opinion, there is an oasis in the news desert. It's the Cats Roundtable. John Katsimatidis, the personification of the American dream, who built a multi-billion dollar business empire, talks with some of the nation's top newsmakers every Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m., you won't just hear partisan spin. You'll hear directly from the newsmakers who are shaping the news cycle in the city, the country, and the world. On the Cats Roundtable, you won't just hear about politics. You'll hear about science, business, education, animal rights, and any other topics that you're interested in. Catch the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning, starting at 8.30, right after Morano in the Morning on AM 970. The Answer. For our Ask the Lawyer friends and listeners, you can attend any of Connors & Sullivan's free seminars on elder law, Medicaid, wills, and estate planning, and more. Yes, it's all free and all close to you. So come to Connors & Sullivan's free seminars. On Tuesday, July 30th at the Greenhouse Cafe, 7717 3rd Avenue in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 7 p.m. On Wednesday, July 31st at 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. at the New York Marriott at the Brooklyn Bridge, 333 Adams Street, downtown Brooklyn, and on Thursday, August August 1st at Buckley's, 2926 Avenue S in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn at 11 a.m., 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. Can't go to any Connors & Sullivan's free seminars? Then call Connors & Sullivan at 718-238-6500 for your own free office appointment. Make an educated decision on your estate and family legal solutions today. Call Connors & Sullivan at 718-238-6500 or go to connorsandsullivan.com. Plan now for later. Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. And you will know in three weeks, that's the beauty of it, whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments, and it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. We're surrounded by noise, bombarded by information, messages struggling to get attention. So many ways to reach customers. Your message needs to cut through and stand out. For the resources and know-how to make it all work, there's Salem Surround. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. 
It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elements CEO, Dottie Herman. We're back, and you're, you're listening to I on Real Estate. I'm here with Ace Blatupar, our financial expert from Citizens Bank. He runs that whole thing, and we do um, a whole bunch of loans with them. And uh, Andrew Lieb, who's a great real estate attorney, and out and at Douglas Elliman, who Andrew helps us with teaching our agents, working with our agents, and really keeping them up on what things are going on. And right before the break, we talked about some major news this week that New York condo conversions, it says, near the end, a casualty of rent reform. Andrew, Andrew Lieb, are you there, yes, sir? Yes, um, I, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm blown away with what happened. I don't know if everyone knows. A condo conversion means when you have a rental building and you turn it into a condo. And in New York City, in Manhattan particularly, there's really only two ways to get a condo, either a brand-new development mm-hmm. or a conversion. And some of these brand-new developments are – 10, 20, 30, 40 million dollars, big, big, big money. Yeah. Right. So most people in the one to five million dollar range either have to do get a conversion or they're going to get someone who's selling. So what this new law does, Dottie, is it used to be that you needed 15% of the tenants to agree to buy if they're doing a conversion. Otherwise, there was no conversion. They changed it from 15 to 51%, Dottie. That's insane. Who, wow. who, we're going to have a building insane. that does that. So, Andrew, just, just for the people who don't understand, a conversion means you are already living in the building as a rental tenant, and then the building decides that they're going to go condo, and as the tenant, a rental tenant, you have the opportunity to buy the apartment at a lowered rate as long as 15% of the people in who live in the building want to buy, want it to go into a conversion. Is that correct? Well, well that was correct a month ago. That was and correct now, a month ago. And yeah, now it's 51%. Well, yes, from and you know, to 51. so that'll do away with conversions. Yeah, well, that there's two here. Um, condo conversions would be effectively dead, and uh, state legislators who favor the anti-conversion language say it was meant to kill off a practice they believe harms lower-income residents, because usually they, to get you out, they'll give you some money, or but you know then you're going to have to go into a place that's a regular rent. But opponents, and you got to listen to both sides. You can't just listen to one. you got to weigh it out, but you have to. The opponents of the new provision say that conversions had a positive effect. Co-op and condo boards invested in improving their buildings, which often had broader impact of raising the living standards of their neighborhood. And obviously, if you're a landlord and now you can get start to get regular rents, market rate rents, you are going to probably fix up the apartments to make sure you get them. And if you can't make any money and you can't really raise the rent, I don't know what you're going to do to the building. I, I can't imagine that you will put a lot of improvements in it. Uh, it says it's a sign that some big loyalists believe that New York's law will end conversions and owners of seven New York City buildings filed last-minute plans to market about 1,400 rental apartments as condos or co-ops. You know, Dottie, when I was reading this last night, I was really disappointed because you're right. It's a tale of uh, two sides, right? But if you look at condo conversions, even at Element, you know, we finance so many condo conversions throughout the years. And 
predominantly, it's a lot cheaper than a new development, right? So yes, going in at such an amazing price point with these condo conversions, and it, you know, it really incentivizes landlords to really fix up the place and and create a better environment for everyone. So I'm a little disappointed that this is happening. Yeah, I I, I don't really understand. My it. parents never would have been able to have owned their own apartment had it not been through a conversion. City tax records classify that about 600,000 apartments as co-ops or condos, um, and 20% 20 of all homes in New York City, uh, and 37% of all residences in Manhattan, though some are still occupied by renters. And so I I think that everyone really has to examine the, the repercussions of things. I, I know that we have some, I never really put political people on the show, but I was uh, somewhere and I met uh, somebody from one of the parties, I think the Democratic Party, and he's like, you know what, we need to really help businesses and, 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 and people out. And sometimes, you know, uh, a lot of professional, uh, <laughs> professional uh People that really are in our uh, government and legislature really have not had jobs. And so while they're trying to fix one thing, and I get that they're trying to say, well, gee, if we wait till 51% convert, then mostly that won't happen, and then everything will stay the same, and people won't have to worry. But at the same token, um, if you're a landlord and you can never get more than the rents were basically 20 years ago, especially if you have older people that are living there a lot of years, uh, I don't know what incentive you're going to have to really fix your building and improve the neighborhood. So I think it's a double-edged sword. Do you think that there'll be any changes? Or you think maybe sometimes when things come out in the beginning, they really didn't step back and really look at it? Or do you think this is going to stay? Dottie, 100 percent there's going to be changes. So there was already proposed legislation out. There's already lawsuits for unconstitutional takings against these laws coming out. And more importantly, in the laws themselves in different parts, it's a 74-page law, single space. But there's provisions that say it needs to be studied and readdressed in the future. So lots of these things are going to get changed, but I'm an optimist. So I just want to point out something. Actually, my, my friend Kenneth Haber, who's your house counsel over at Alabama, yes. he said this to me, and it really, it really rang true. He said, if you have a condo, if you have a co-op right now, and it's a sub-$5 million co-op or condo, it just went up in value because there's going to be much less competition without the conversions. And now you could look at it that – People that have the condos and co-ops already, they're going to be able to get premium dollars for it. So with every yin, there's a yang. That's a good point that Kenneth made, Kenny made. I mean, I didn't think of it that way. But but I think that, you know, you'll keep us posted, Andrew. I think oh, yeah. that we have to kind of let this ride out because every time that something's new, there's always a few kinks that people did not think about. And as you said, I think there's always a compromise where because – you know, I talk about negotiations and obviously in sales and in, in, in making offers, everything's about a negotiation. And in a, a successful negotiation, there's no winner and loser. Both people win. And, you know, to make that like deal that. happen, you want both people to win. You don't want somebody to say, hey, listen, I, you know, I just got hacked, <laughs> you know. And, you know, Andrew, it's funny. When I'm at a closing that is there an inexperienced attorney or someone who's not in the real estate, not a real estate attorney, I notice that sometimes they don't know how to handle the other attorney. 
And so they'll say, uh, they're asking the other attorney for all these things, and, you know, if the other attorney just says, yes, 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 I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you, then his clients are going to think, well, what is he really didn't protect me at all? So attorneys even have to know that they have to have some flexibility in dealing with the other side and making sure that both people feel they got their just. So I think Dottie, I'm going to tell you, um, I grew up, my great-grandfather was an attorney, and every one of my family has been an attorney. My father started my law firm, wow. actually. And I can't tell you how many deals my father went to. He, I'm extroverted. He's the most introverted person you ever met. But how wow. many closings he went to, and after the closing, the other side hired him. <laughs> well, For exactly the reason you're saying it. Because you have to be respectful. You have to be elegant. You have to be giving. But you also have to protect your client and advise them of their rights. And the best way to do that is to not fight at the closing table. Go in a private room, explain to your client what's going on, explain to them their choices. And at the end of the day, I think the biggest problem attorneys have, closing attorneys, and my law firm has a big closing practice. I, know I don't do. do them, but I, we have a big closing practice. And what a good closing attorney knows is at the end of the day, as long as their client's informed of their choices, they should go forward. There's not a bad choice. It's just a choice. You're absolutely right. And, Andrew, how do people reach you? So the easiest way is probably just picking up the telephone and dialing 646-216-8009, and we'll pick it up. I'll tell you what's cool. We have Vonage. I don't know if anyone else knows about this, but I get my office phone, and all my attorneys do, all my paralegals do, on my cell phone. So I can get it at any time, any place. I'm virtual everywhere I am. Wow. And that's really great service i mean because you know it's the only service when you're dealing with people that are doing the biggest transaction of their life Dottie. so what's going on is that you asked me and you said we're going to talk later about it. i'm just going to get a little flavor in you asked about the walkthrough and i think yes. the biggest issue is do people know what they're looking for when they're going for this walkthrough and does it matter you see i've seen closings because i'm the managing attorney of my law firm i've seen closings with fights over plates on on electric outlets. Who cares? They're 99 cents. And then I've seen closings where there's a water leak and everyone goes, let's close no escrow. No, I think that's great. And I think that we should do that since we started talking about that right after um, our 11 o'clock news. But mm. in, in, in listening to, um, in, in, so that our listeners all know and we're on the same page, um, when we talk about the final closing, uh, and Andrew's going to give you a good insight of what the buyer should do and what the seller should do. Uh, we're talking about after you signed a contract, right before you're ready to close. What do you say, Andrew, about 24 hours before? The final, oh, the walk final walkthrough? Yeah you, yeah, you want to keep it within 24 hours because if you wait too long, there could be a huge leak or a fire, and you don't know. Yeah. We're going to really give you the rundown. Um, Andrew's going to give you um, what you should know, what you should know, what you should know, and what you should do, whether you're the buyer and you're buying an apartment and so you, or a house and you're going through the final walkthrough, um, or you're a seller. You know, Andrew, I, w I once went to a closing, my own closing, and I got there, and the other party wasn't there. And there, his lawyer, the other party's lawyer who was selling to, picked up the phone and called him and said, okay, he's here now. And I said, why did you do that? And he said, we want to make sure that you didn't have any further access to the apartment before we signed the papers. So well, what did you think I was going to do, go and paint stuff on the walls? And he said, well, you never know. 
So did you ever hear of that before, Andrew? I've seen it all, my man. So I did a closing. <laughs> you recently. must have. You must have. I, I've seen. I did a closing recently in the winter. I just. I didn't do it. My office did, and it was in the Hamptons, and they had a uh, had a um, hammock, and the hammock bases were frozen underneath the ground, and the seller says to the buyer, "After the closing, can I have it?" They said, "When you close, you're done. It's ours now." You're kidding. I'm yeah. telling you, people are nuts. So, Stephen, you're a sensible or elegant gentleman think about the craziest person you know they could be taking the copper wire out before the closing <laughs> I, I i remember a story about a divorce where the 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 husband the wife got the house and so the husband took shrimps uh shells and stuffed them in all the curtain rods and so when she got, she moved in a couple of days. She said, what is that smell? And she never thought of looking at the curtain rods, but he got even with her because she, she got the house. No, it's true, people. I, I know there were fights about, well, we'll do this when we come back, but I know there are fights over the washing machine. You said I could have the washing machine. People carrying washing machines well, out of the house. Yeah, and we're really going to talk about that because there's some things that everybody, some really important factors that you should know uh on the final walkthrough, but that's a, a meaty subject, so I don't want to do it in two minutes. I want to wait till mm-hmm. 11 o'clock. But I do want to tell you again that New York City came in number one for having the most billionaires. So amongst all the things that you could say are wrong, and sometimes I complain also and say, oh, the city should be a little bit cleaner and things of that nature, that it really still is the number one place in the U.S. for uh, billionaires and that Property prices have increased. The ultra prime, which probably was like well over five to ten million, that has increased fifteen percent in the last five years. Wow! And there's eighty-five billionaires who make up the Big Apple. Now, they're ranging from former Mayor Michael Bloomberg, which I hate to say, I wish he was still here running the city, um, and David Koch, and you know there are, uh, and still. New York's are, you know, New York people, if you buy a property in New York, you are getting a steal compared to Hong Kong and Tokyo with their top-tier homes costing nearly double. Wow. So you can imagine that if you're coming from Hong Kong or Tokyo, you're like, wow, $20 million? What a steal. Okay. And Dottie, imagine we get the siesta petition passed. Oh, that we're really in. I think we should do that. AC, you in or no? I'm in. I'm in. You're in. And then we'll stay open longer because I think they stay open a little later. They come back. They do. Dinner isn't until 10 o'clock. Yes, yes. 10 or 11 o'clock. That's the way I like to live. Pauline, hold on. We'll get back to you when we get back. Yes. Pauline, we have a quick break for the news and we'll get to your question as soon as we're done with the news. And can a co-op convert to a condo was your question. And we'll be answering after the news. Right back, and we're going to talk about the final closes. Eye on Real Estate with Dottie Herman is sponsored by Citizens Bank N.A. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.